helping hand. You know, a teacher should really... There's only one place a student should ever be touched by their teacher. Their heart. This episode goes much further than that. It's uh, season two, episode two of Degrassi Junior High. Uh, this week, going back to Degrassi, I have I had Hannah Hogan. She's awesome. She's a great stand-up comedian. She's on the show on City TV, Meet the Family. She was an actor on it, and a, a writer in the second season. Uh, Nick Martinello, he's great as well. This is his second time being on the podcast. He's he's thinking about starting a Trailer Park Boys podcast, and I've been really supportive, so I'm going to tell him again to do that. And I'll keep you guys posted and let you know if he does start that podcast. As always, Back to Degrassi is sponsored by Audible.com. You can get a free 30-day trial and audiobook download for free and support the podcast. Go to audibletrial.com slash back to Degrassi and you get a free audiobook 30-day trial and support the podcast once again audibletrial.com slash back to Degrassi yeah you can always you know support the podcast as well on iTunes give us a, a rate and review five is the number of stars I'd like you to give us give us the that helps out the podcast and we've got a lot of good reviews lately Actually, maybe I'll bring those up. It's going to take some time. No, no, I'm not going to bring them up. As well, you can always follow the podcast on Twitter at Back2Degrassi. You can follow me on Twitter at TimFMMcDonald. I got some shows coming up on Thursday, December the 18th. I'm at Mills Hardware in Hamilton for a show called Three's Comedy. There's sketch, improv, and three stand-ups on it. It's going to be a good show at Mills Hardware, 8 o'clock. I think it's 5 bucks. That'll be good. And for the next night, Friday, December 19th, I'm at the Black Swan Bar on the Danforth there near Broadview and Danforth. Above it, there's the Social Capital Theaters. On We're in the top floor. Um, third floor stage, and that's at 9.30. It's the Nerdtopia show. That's going to be pretty great. I think that's a pay-what-you-can, five-bucks show. Um, I'm going to be talking lots of Degrassi at that one, so that'd be cool if anyone wants to come check that out. If you can't get enough of me talking Degrassi, you're going to see some more. Also, for scheduling-wise, next week's episode is going to fall on Christmas. So I might just kind of do an in-between episode talking about everything so far. That'll be a pretty fun one. So that might be different for the Christmas one. I guess New Year's Day will be the next one too, but I'm going to get right back into it for that anyway, for the January 2nd. All right. That's everything. Let's go back to Degrassi. This is Back to Degrassi, episode 15, uh, watching season two, episode two of Degrassi. I just kind of had to give my cat a hard little boot. It was very loving, I swear. This is from January 14th, 1988. The episode's called A Helping Hand. 
I have two great guests with me. My first one, she's a stand-up comedian, an actress, a writer, hilarious Hannah Hogan. Thanks for being here, Hannah. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> you're talking a little quieter now than before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be there here. There we go. That's, that. <laughs> That's a Hannah. Thanks a lot for being on. I know you're a big fan. And for the first time, I have a returning guest. Yeah. You guys, You guys asked for him. You're getting the man, the showbiz kid, stand-up comedian Nick Martinello. I think I asked for him. I specifically <laughs> asked to be on the show. <laughs> We're happy to have you. We're as if it's not. <laughs> yeah, I had so much fun last time. I wanted to come back and uh, mm-hmm. give another shot. Yeah, you, know? you you did a Rick heavy episode last time. It was. I'm glad we got a little Rick in this episode. <laughs> Literally, One shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two, actually. There's two <laughs> shots. You were counting. Yeah. <laughs> he was on Who's set. <laughs> He was on set for the filming of these episodes. That was, that was confirmed, they documented. Had he um, probably intimidated them into <laughs> giving uh, him work. I was gonna say too. Uh, you're kind of you were saying earlier because usually I'll ask people what their Degrassi background was. I'll get to you and ask you Hannah in a second. But Nick, you were saying you have kind of have more respect for the uh, junior high more now watching a couple of. Yeah, them. I didn't really like it, but maybe it was I was younger and didn't comprehend some of the the you know heavier subject matter that Degrassi Junior High deals with but uh, I always enjoyed the high school but watching these Junior High episodes it's like yeah no the writing was solid the <laughs> acting was pretty solid you know it was a good show start to finish mm-hmm. well that's good I'm glad you appreciate it. I think this was a great probably a better example to really appreciate that than some yeah. of the episodes in Junior High Hannah what was your Degrassi Junior High background when were you watching it growing up early tweens Early tweens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like after school CBC? Exactly that, actually, Tim. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, I remember like it would be on at 4, and yeah. I'd get home around like 3.30, <laughs> and then go till 5, and then, you know, Home Improvement or <laughs> Family Matters or uh, all those other classics yeah. that, are on, that um, I watched. Yeah, so, make... yeah, young. Uh, did you go to an actual junior high? No. No, so you did I had a junior high though. Yes, is you that, told me that out east, right? Is it? It's different there. It's seven to nine, right? Yeah. What's What's it here again? It's. It can be seven eight. This is a seven eight in the show, but it, sometimes it'll be six to eight as well. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you didn't go to one. You just went to like a one to eight, but you could still kind of understand the junior high, like that. Yeah, I mean... It seems like a high school, but just, like, a little earlier. Well, I was watching it when I was in high school, though, too. Uh Uh-huh, of course. Like, fully. And then I would talk about it with my friends, and they'd be like, you're still watching Degrassi? It's like, fuck, yeah. It was sort of, like, my joke, and, like, I felt special, because I'd be like, go to watch Degrassi. (laughs) So you just rewatched some of Degrassi recently, you were telling me as well. Yes. Is that the first time you had watched it since you were in high school? For probably 10 years. Yeah. So what was it like watching it again? The, the high episode. It felt like I never stopped. <laughs> I just felt like, yeah, I'm back again <laughs> watching it. And I guess I appreciate it more because now I'm an actress. I'm like, you know, paying attention to what's happening and how how they're doing it and stuff. So then I was like, they really did do a good job. Like this episode tonight, <laughs> oh. like it, it was, they, they handled that with such taste and it wasn't melodramatic and then it was sort of sad and... But it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a good episode. This one it was an emotional roller coaster yeah. ride, start to finish. And we like at first it was funny, but then we're like, oh no. I feel like it's the the truest example of the show being like extremely cheesy and then turning gears 
and dealing with very heavy subject you know, matter. You know how they got it? They they. It's all that synth that like really synthy <laughs> like what they'll just lay it with the corny like r- like like track and then they'll hit you with that like the drone and it'll be like bomb you know what <laughs> I mean when, when the creepy sweater guy comes in but the, but the scene of wheels going up to like find Lucy being hit on by her teacher was the cheerful Degrassi music like yeah 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 Wheels is having a great time he's just like been like tutoring and doing better for himself and then oh yeah it was like a reprise at the end of like yeah but it was such a dramatic turn from like Lucy just relax you know and he's like massaging her and then cut to wheels something's gonna happen all right well let's get right into this episode we're gonna go through it chronologically scene by scene really get into this one so this episode opens with the grade eight class lucy runs in which is like a common theme i've noticed in the <laughs> as i've been re-watching the, that lucy a lot of times will just walk into the class and have an announcement like she'll have information that they probably in this case is no different she's like mr radich is in the hospital and he's gonna be out for a while and she's like yeah. everyone's like nice is he gonna be okay it's like he should be fine they <laughs> kind of like gloss over that and they're excited to have a substitute teacher in to replace him. But there are... it seems like a really easy way to just like set up the plot. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> this guy's just yelling. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it seems like something Shakespeare would do. There'd just be like a street preacher, like telling who sets you up for the episode, basically. Yeah, like a soliloquy, I guess. Yeah, that, that so, proper. No, Anna, no, you're a, a resident a... thespian. I guess yeah, we should go. Yeah, it's a soliloquy. Nailed it. No, but a soliloquy is when you like turn and talk directly to the audience. Oh, you're right. It's not a soliloquy because she's talking the to them. Yeah, it's just yeah, a monologue. No, it's not a soliloquy. <laughs> yeah, you, some actress. Come on. Uh, and then they're, so they talk about how how what big idiots that all substitute teachers are. Yeah, which is kind of true. What would you guys ever like mess with your substitute oh, teacher? Oh, all the time. You got yeah. any good yeah. ones? You know, we had three French teachers in like one year. Mm-hmm. They didn't they know what they quitting. were doing. You know, yeah. you could do whatever you wanted that day. And like yeah, in Canada, something that's not represented in this show that you have everyone has to take uh, French until grade nine. Yeah, they uh, they don't have a French teacher character in Degrassi. Not that I remember. Maybe that that was because they were selling it to international mm, markets, so they didn't want to alienate Americans, you know? Yeah, which they did later on do, as we all know. Yeah, because they... Degrassi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, basically, they're just all talking about how stupid all the substitute teachers are. And then, as, and then, and then he, he walks in. Right into the room. Who's the hottie oh, but teacher? Joey has that line, the big line. That he gets the big laugh. Uh-huh. When he's like, hey, where do they get these substitutes? The zoo? Uh-huh. Everyone's like, oh, Joey. <laughs> no, 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 so like funny. slapping him on the arm and stuff. <laughs> that did get a legit laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do. We're watching the zoo. Not a good joke, though, like on <laughs> no. any level. But, but because he said it, and it, it was Jeremiah. Maybe that's like, they're like, give it to Jeremiah. Yeah. <laughs> you can the, say the joke. <laughs> You pull off any joke. Yeah. I guess it is his delivery. Yeah, they didn't kick that one around too long in the writer's room. What would make a bunch of 14-year-olds laugh? Like they're not, you know, yeah. their standards aren't that high. Yeah, true to Joey. I guess he would make yeah. a joke like that. Uh, and when he when Mr. Colby, the substitute teacher, walks in, he just like commands attention from the class like they're just talking about how they're all the substitute teachers are idiots and he walks in and they're just like oh quiet well okay. some some teachers have that air to them you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they walk in the room like they'll size you up immediately like students 
based on your appearance. And Mr. Colby is like tall, tall, handsome. You <laughs> know, apparently he's a strong, silent he type. Looks like a sure. Sears model. Sort yeah, of. does yeah. he? I thought. I feel bit. like I feel like they did a good job of casting someone to be kind of creepy though too, because he does yeah. nail that the whole yeah. time. Yeah. His, just his delivery. So Mr. Colby comes his in. His delivery on Lucy. <laughs> commands attention. And then the uh, the intro song sort of sort of kicks in. Yes. Oh, and you get the hand on the arm in the first scene. Oh, did he touch her I arm? I think so. Oh, yeah. wow. Just starting off. That's like a big thing all episode. Mr. Colby, very touchy. Mm. Was it written in the script? I think it was probably written in the script. The yeah. way that they... It He's comes like, up later in the script. Or maybe so they were just it. shooting. Mr. They're Colby. like, wait, this guy's kind of a pedophile. Like, can we like, roll with this? <laughs> What's the subtext for this? What are the actions? <laughs> I feel like we know the subtext. He makes the subtext very clear by the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. He's, and he, yeah, I'm not going to skip ahead. He In the intro, actually, when it kicks in, you had mentioned too, oh, you're like, oh, it's a different tune from the high school, right? Like it is, it's a different singer. It's so 80s. <laughs> it's like, it's like really, yeah. like it sounds like it's a cassette player very or something, Casio. even though we're watching on TV. very Casio on <laughs> Yeah. You know it was just one guy in a room doing this. <laughs> yeah, with like nine synthesizers. Yeah. A drum um, machine. Do you guys ever have like one clip from the intro that just stands out to you? Hmm. Like, I don't know. For me, it's always wheels where he's holding up a sign and his mouth is open wide yelling. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that sticks out to you guys at all like that? The, the, um, when, like, LD's, like, kicking the soccer ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, I always remember that because I've never seen that episode where they're playing sports. So I feel like they just cut that because that's what I always think about when I see it. Because mm-hmm. you notice different shots, like, throughout the – when actually, you're watching, but I, I've never like when, when were they ever playing soccer? <laughs> that might have just been like such a quick shot when they were just like someone else was walking to school and then it cut to their conversation, ah. like just panned across to their oh, conversation. True, even true. who knows? They just wanted that. Yeah. yeah. Do you got one that stood out to you, Nick? Uh, not really. Yeah. I think I gotta watch the intro again. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe next time you're on, we'll uh, yeah. we'll figure out that. So when it comes out of the intro, it goes to uh, to Mr. Colby and he's handing out a bunch of essays and he he's just kind of like good job to someone and then he makes a big deal about joey he's like though it was highly entertaining to hear the story of the zit remedies world tour i did ask for an original story yeah. i think joey got poor marks on it yeah he didn't care though joey joey ends up having a learning disability in high school too yeah that's right so i think they're just sort of laying those roots that, yeah. that he didn't line. actually know the difference between like fiction and and you know True stories. So he just like winked it. He's like, yeah, nonfiction. Yeah, you know those the true ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think his reply was like, "It's gonna be true," or like, "It's not true yeah. yet." He's it's the same time. guy that made the zoo He's joke. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get them? The zoo. <laughs> oh, he tries. And then when when Mr. Colby hands back Lucy her paper, that's when he. This is where he for sure puts his hand on her. When he hands it back, he's like, "Oh, I'm really." really moved by your paper great job and like yeah there are still lots of touch. kids in the classroom mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and it's i mean miss avery there was an episode in season one where they someone commented on her like touching a lot and it seems like a lot more wholesome when she does it though like it doesn't doesn't seem like this seems creepy right from the first time yeah mm-hmm. and then uh she also says marks are fascist which i loved 
Mm-hmm. Oh, like, because she like got a good grade. They were like the anger, and she's like, "Oh, marks are fashion." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't. No, matter. one of the twins goes, "I thought you don't," because yeah. he tells her that she has really good marks, and mm-hmm. she like feels all good about herself. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I got an A plus. I've never got an A plus. And then one of the twins is like, "I thought you don't care <laughs> about marks." She's like, "I don't. They're fascists." <laughs> like, I, I what? she's just totally throwing that word around. I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> How are they fascists? <laughs> <laughs> but that she's like what does fascism she, mean then she's like, the mature what? one she's she knows what fascism is or she oh, is yeah. pretending to but she's very into capitalism like she's she, always shopping she was dressed like madonna <laughs> it's like how is she she's clearly in the midst of an identity and crisis. her parents are rich too so it's they like are. you want to talk about fascists yeah. like come on lucy <laughs> look at your life and then as that that conversation kind of goes out to the hallway and blt walks up to ld and ask her if she wants to go play baseball after school. And she's like, no, I can't. And kind of like just blows them off because she, you can kind of tell like her whole thing this episode is dealing with boys and she's sick of them just noticing her for sports, kicking soccer balls at the beginning exactly. of the episode. Maybe yeah. it was cut from this episode, in fact. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe. Maybe, maybe she was originally playing soccer without BLT and then, then they had that scene. <laughs> and then when they're out in the hallway here, um, they, they call Lucy, oh, you're the teacher's pet. He loves you. And they're really into him. Like, they think he's the oh, sexiest yeah. man. It seems like cool. such they're, a weird. They were making jokes, too. Yeah, like, thank God he's here. Mm-hmm. It seems like an unusual sex symbol for 14 year old girls. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it be like New Kids on the Block? No, or something? of course it's a sex symbol for girls. Like, so you didn't, you weren't attracted to your female teachers when you were that age, when you're like hitting puberty? Yeah, just those, like such a man, I Mr. Colby. Yeah, that's true. I can't get past the sweater though. It just like, well, <laughs> but they probably just thought, like, oh, what a nice guy. Like, yeah. what, a, oh, th- what a cool teacher, you know? I don't think Mr. Colby is the male equivalent of the female teacher I would have thought was attractive, yeah, though. True. Like, that's what I mean. Like, he's not like a strapping. He seems more no, like a bookish kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm, he's just an older man who's new. And yeah. <laughs> I kind of think that's. Why they might be more into him. I guess. Oh, really? How old do you think he was? I thought he was like maybe like 35. Yeah. Okay. He's not old. He's 35. You're yeah. right. I thought but he looked like he was in his 40s. It's hard to tell, man. With yeah. Some of the teenagers look like they're 30. A... You know? like how old is Mr. Radich then? Is he older than, than Mr. Colby? I don't know. Is there no other male teachers at the school? Because she's like, finally, there's a man around. <laughs> yeah. There's very few other teachers at the school besides Mr. Radich and Miss Avery. Well, they got a lot of stories to tell. You can't waste it on the teachers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the teachers. It, which is good. A lot of sh- like, yeah, if it was Degrassi Junior High teachers, then there'd be a lot more time on them. Like, yeah, yeah Boston Public, that show. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. That show oh, was all about Boston the teachers. Public, yeah. yeah, that was a great show. But yeah, more focused on. Their star power was the uh, the teachers that were in Degrassi. They don't give a fuck. It's like mm-hmm. they're almost like Charlie Brown adults. You know what I mean? They're just kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. They get like that episode uh, earlier. I was talking about Miss Avery was touchy. That episode, there was rumors at the school. Everyone thought that she was a lesbian. Oh, like LD. Oh, I missed that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, they thought Caitlin. It was actually Caitlin. Who was the teacher's pet, and she was touching her a lot. So then people so, accused yeah. her of being and, lesbian. And you notice how wow. LD wasn't, uh, like, fooled by Mr. Uh, Colby's charms. You know what I mean? <laughs> she saw right through him because, like, it, there was nothing there for her. She was jealous too. Yeah. 
Maybe. Jealous of Lucy. I, I could see it, but she does seem to have an interest in boys here. Like, she's talking about it in this I think episode. She's confused. She doesn't know They what probably she wants just to. couldn't do the actual gay storyline in the 80s either. Yeah. yeah. They do I'm now. I'm sticking to my theory. Well, yeah. yeah. There is like, an upcoming episode. I think it's in season three. Snake's older brother comes out as gay. Oh, fuck. I love Degrassi. <laughs> that's, that's so, a, they hit so many things. So, that's a season three one. So, they do, like, kind of deal with it at that point. And I guess, like, it was interesting at the end of that episode with Miss Avery. It doesn't really answer if she is a lesbian or not. It just kind of ends. She's like, would it really matter if I was? Hmm. And Caitlin's just like, no. And then music starts freeze frame. Like, so I like that they a lot of times don't really complete the story uh, as as it to be as, like, as wrapped up as you would like it to yeah. be. Well, it's because the thing is with Degrassi, in every episode, there's a really kind of the moral of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it was this one but other time I don't know I that I'll, I'll you can just tell that that's sort of oh, like what was, they uh... need to learn because like you know even in this episode you know like Lucy is struggling and then you know her friends are there for her and and uh you know wheels stood up to him you know sort of like you got to do the right thing mm-hmm. it's like it always has a good kind of moral like when uh oh, Okay, I'm not going to jump ahead to well, the high, Okay, yeah, the but... next scene is like after they're talking. Well, it's not even a scene. They're just in this conversation too. Uh, Stephanie, who's been dressing much nicer now, is mad that Alexa is wearing her old clothes. And she's just like, oh, Alexa wouldn't even have Simon if she didn't have my clothes. He only <laughs> likes her for the clothes. And that was the thing that took me a long time to kind of explain to Nick here about this. He was like, what's the deal with his clothes? But he nailed it. You nailed it at the end with your summary yeah. of it. It's the, the the clothes hold the power for these girls. Like whoever has the clothes, it's like it's like Excalibur. Like you'll get the most dudes. But then in the end, Alexa changed her clothes, <clears throat> and this is the moral. Yeah. Simon stayed with her. Yeah. You know, she because was just she had child. her integrity intact. Maybe. Yeah, and then all the and the boys. Yeah, remember he walks by Stephanie with Alexa. They're holding hands mm-hmm. and she's standing with the twins. He goes, hi twins. And just walks right by <laughs> Stephanie. Yeah. She's wearing like a tube top. And she's like, what? Doesn't even care. Yeah. And then there's just more talk too. Well, was both... he being a dick? Or... Yeah, he was being a dick. He, for sure. I think there must be something more to it. He didn't say hi to her. Yeah. He said, he's like, hi twins. And walked right by Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, so one other comment that they had about Mr. Colby, they're like, oh, it's nice to have a real man around. They're like, do you think he's married? It's like, you can't see if he has a ring on his finger? That seems like the easiest yeah. puzzle to solve. Well, they're, yeah, they're young, though. They're like 14 or 15. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they're not as, like, you know, insidious as yeah, grown women, like, is married? They're not checking out ring fingers yeah. at that age. You don't go, it's they're not your go-to when you're 13. <laughs> I guess I'm being a little hard on no, them. No, because when you're, when you're that age, those people are, like, adults. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Remember yeah. when you kind of grow up and, like, oh, I'm an adult now. But when you think back when you were, like, actually in high school and how you thought, like, 30-year-olds were, like, so old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you couldn't, like, I couldn't really talk to them and I always felt like a kid. And then when you actually grow up, you're like, oh, I'm just like an adult now. Yeah. Okay. So that's or that, fair. that's not something you guys. No, I did feel like weird around 30 year olds when I was young. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, terrified they just of like old, teenagers right? when I was like yeah. really young. I started working in a kitchen when I was like 19. So then I remember I was working with some older people and they treated me like a person. So it made it easier, that kind of thing. When you yeah. start, when you get into a situation like that, mm-hmm. there's like 30 year olds, 40 year olds you're working with in kitchens. Yeah. Well, I, they have to like. You know, you can't really be a dick when you're like 30 and there's some 19 year old doing 
the job as good as you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'd be waiters and servers too, and I was yeah. like in the kitchen, yeah. True. So you're dealing with everyone. So I guess, yeah, I would, but it's just when it when you realize that people are people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the next scene's in the Zit Remedy rehearsal. This is new that the Zit Remedy's got their name and everything. This is just all happening. So it's dropping in this episode? Not in this episode, but just in the last few episodes. All like right. it came, they had the band and they had were arguing over names, and then they landed on the Zit Remedy. Uh, and I noticed that Simon and Alexa are just like watching them rehearse. I thought that was kind of cool that they're <laughs> people are into the Zit Remedy at Degrassi. Yeah. Well, they're the popular boys, right? I would well, say. they're no, they're like the fringe popular. But boys. they're fun. They're always kind of like, up to antics. Yeah, you know? they're not like the jock sort of cool. They're sort of like, like rebel sort of cool. You yeah, know what I mean? the best cool. They're like the guys in the bands, not throwing the football. Yeah, around. they do seem to be like the main characters of the show Snake. from this part. From now moving forward, like season one, they, they kind of got together, and now they like see that these. I, are got, the main I gotta characters. say, Snake has charisma up the wazoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, likes he Snake, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking that when I was watching this. So you know, like Snake's like, funny, Joey's man. He's the always having fun. He's a good of the time. band, but like. He's not shining yet in this uh, <laughs> in these early episodes. Joey definitely ups he has the a charisma few, yeah, in uh, yeah. in high. I thought it was funny too when they see Simon watching and he's just like, "Oh, good job," and then he leaves. Joey's just like, mm, "I can't trust this Simon guy." Yeah, it's like just I guess the new kid thing. Yeah, he's literally the only well, person who he showed was, up to watch the show. He was kind of <laughs> no, he was kind of acting like a little bitch, you know, because he was just like hanging out with Alexa and then mm. she like scoots him off. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, but wow, they actually date back. for five years after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's this she just is the rest sc- of their lives. Yeah, she much. just like scooped him right up. I feel like they get engaged at the end or something. Yeah, they, they, they stay together the sense. whole time. And they married in real life. No, I don't know that, but <laughs> yeah. that would be believable. <laughs> Just from the, all the time they spent together. Wheels tells the Zits, too, here that he can't be practicing because he's getting tutoring from Miss Avery. Yeah. And they're super bummed. At, and at this him. is this is also an episode where Wheels gets glasses. It is. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty big moment. Cause... Also, when, when Wheels leaves to go to the office, guess who's there in the office? Rick. <laughs> He's in trouble again. I like that. I like how yeah. they, they threw that in there. What I was going to say about, uh, about the glasses, because when I, when I watched the show when I was younger and I thought about wheels, I always saw him with the glasses. Did you relate to him as a person with glasses? <laughs> I think did, I did as just, a person with glasses, but then when you realize that he didn't have glasses and then got glasses in grade eight, I, I, I don't the same way because i had them when i was like six i got glasses right i'm like i'm like an og glasses where that's a different struggle like people had accepted him and judged him in a certain way by grade eight and then he got glasses tim are you okay uh (laughs) still working on it (laughs) luckily luckily these days it's pretty cool to have glasses yeah you're really locked out i I feel like the guy i feel with these perfect eyes it sucks and wheels was in a bad era of glasses like his glasses he actually was cute and then he just like lost a couple points once he put those glasses on because they're so big they're like sunglasses but clear that's how big they were style of glasses like they're they're 80s they're cool now they're cool now sort of people will have them but not as glasses Sunglasses. No, people have those glasses sometimes. Even girls kind of yeah. have their glasses. Right now, yeah. uh, <clears throat> what like, about the small black rim? Isn't that still a thing? I saw still like this. Thing. I thought uh, glasses are smaller now. They're both. Fuck. People I saw, like big black rims too. Mm. You know you've seen those. Though those particular glasses are making it like a. I saw this like 
photos from a fashion show and like these all these male models were like dressing like Bill Gates. It was for like Topmans or something. Yeah. And they had those giant wheels glasses on. I don't like it. No. I don't like that style of <laughs> glasses. It's too big. I think it is a little comfortable. It's funny because my dad always had those glasses yeah. like for way longer than yeah. the, from the 80s. Like into the, into the 90s, he was rocking big glasses like that. Yeah, it's, it just looks so, I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> so then it's uh, when Wheels is making his way to his meeting with Miss Avery, I noticed like a an announcement over the PA where the principal is calling for Doris Bell report to the main office. She's the secretary at the main office. I just thought that was weird. Like, what is happening is with Miss Doris? Joke? I uh, guess. I don't know. I'd like hmm. to think that she was talking to Mr. Colby. I would like to think that oh, she yeah. had interest in him. He wasn't interested, though. <laughs> it's just they make these announcements in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? And then this is when Wheels gets to the this tutoring session with Miss Avery. Uh, that's when she says that he needs glasses and he, or she thinks he needs, it's not like she's, <laughs> she's not an obstetrician. She's not giving him the glasses, but she just says like, Oh, I think you might need them. The headaches you're having, that could be the perfect solution. And also she lets him know that she talked to her parents and he won't be able to do the zits anymore. The tutoring's more important, which is actually a pretty big plot point. I don't know why she's getting involved with decisions about the band you know what i mean yeah like we decided get off your high horse miss avery yeah <laughs> okay let the so fascist parents... yeah yeah it is very fascist <laughs> she's helping him out she's she's the caring teacher right yeah but like this it's mean a lot to him do you want him to spiral like into some sort of dark place because of this i feel like mr colby is showing us inappropriate touching of a student and Miss Avery is showing an appropriate way to touch a student. Yes. Yeah, touch I their agree. heart. Touch their heart. Yeah. <laughs> Without it's actually a really touching a well written episode, really, because uh, you can kind of see. Yeah, if we yeah. can yeah. set it up and the deals kind of does the right thing. Miss Avery is Colby's foil in mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. episode. And you can see, like, the, the product of, <laughs> of the teaching. You get emotionally distressed, or, you know, you feel emotionally good about yourself. And it kind of redeems her, too, since she had that weird incident with Caitlin the year before, yeah, right? Yeah. She's, she's a good teacher. It's just a misunderstanding. And it worked, yeah, it wasn't... I think it was, like, good touching by Miss Avery because it yeah. wasn't, like, the same sexual way. Like, it was more like pats on the bats. And she touched. She did touch more than just Caitlin. It was just the Caitlin ones were the most, like, I don't know, focused on that episode, mm -hmm. I would say. The next scene is in the washroom, and we see L.D., just looking in the mirror, trying to like put her hair up or down. She's wearing a plaid. She's wearing like a big plaid, yeah, bulky, bulky shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder. She's not really like, you know, dissuading people from wanting to play baseball with her. <laughs> no, in terms she's of yeah. her style. She's looking the. I mean, like you need a lot of people for baseball. Like that's a nine person mm -hmm. per team game. But she's feeling insecure, you know. She's. She's starting to change, and it's sort of like, you know, you th start thinking about your looks. And when, when Lucy walks in, she asks her for advice. She's like, oh, do you like it like it up or down? Up or down? And, like, kind of looks bad both ways, unfortunately. Yeah. She's just kind of she's just kind of a bit tomboyish, right? Like she she had a bit of a lisp too. Oh yeah, she did talk she a little. Back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had a way. I think she was cast as like the ugly girl, pretty much. Well, that's really mean, but she could bloom uh, into. Yeah, she's still so young too. Yeah, 14. I'm a bitch. <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, no wonder... We know from watching the show. So <laughs> she fucking get she gets cancer. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even is she even in the remaining episodes of uh, 
like Degrassi High? I can't remember what happens with her storyline after that. Okay. I just have that Who clear cares? memory of her um, being sick in the hospital and like Lucy visiting her and they make her like a video. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, great. Thanks for the video. She's kind of pissed about it, too. Yeah. She's dealing with real stuff <laughs> like, like cancer. Uh, and that's when Lucy invites LD over for a makeover. You got a little excited about the idea of a makeover, Hannah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's like it's the fun thing, right? That you do when you're growing up and you're like, I always like steal my friend's clothes, you know? <laughs> and because the thing about Degrassi is like it still shows the fun times, you know? And everyone's making friends and having crushes and being in bands and stuff. And, you know, you go over and you get a makeover. It's fun. <laughs> uh, this was funny. The following scene, <laughs> it's like this is the only time that Spike and Shane are really in the episode. It's yeah. continuing their... Them dealing with her being pregnant. Yeah. And a whole big issue. In, oh, sorry, Nick. Were you going to say something? No, Spike didn't seem that bummed out. Like, earlier in the episode, like, when they're in the classroom at the beginning, she's just, like, goofing around and stuff. I, I don't know mm. how people deal with pregnancy, but you, wouldn't you be a little bummed out? Especially if you just found out? I guess last episode, the season premiere of season two, really focused on on that on that storyline like the whole episode was mainly about that and like yeah. shane having to tell his parents that he got uh, spike pregnant and that's what happens at the end of the episode so they i guess because they just kind of dealt with that issue last time they weren't they were just like showing her you know being a little more normal i do think that would be very traumatic though <laughs> i'm not trying yeah i'm trying to say no but i'm taking it very well at times it's kind of back and forth. I guess they're like, you know what? An episode when she's not really a main storyline. Yeah, because she can't just be always in the show. Being like, ah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, running around. And, yeah, in this scene, Shane comes up and tells Spike, oh, Spike, I told my parents that I got you pregnant. She's like, oh, what did they say? They freak out. He's like, no, worse. They want us all to get together and talk. Your mom and you and me and them. Which is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, seems like the yeah. If right they're gonna thing have to the do. baby, yeah, you're having a baby. Seems like a good thing, but they're yeah. freaking out about this and they don't want it to happen. That scene is just to set up the next episode or the next couple episodes when that dinner does happen. Yeah. So that's I find that kind of interesting that they're they're not just thinking about an episode like they were last season in season one. They're really setting up like a, a season in future episodes now. Like big arcs. Yeah. The entire season. Yeah, like it's a it's a serialized show, but they're kind of kind of infusing it with these longer storylines too that are going to go further. Which I think, if I remember correctly, is more common in the high. It's more continuous yeah. storylines building. Yeah, so yeah, it's sort of the first act is vignettes of all different people doing stuff. Mm, yeah, and well, then in the second and third and fourth acts, it like really only follows two or three storylines. Yeah, it does kind of like pinpoint yeah. into on them. So the next scene's at the front of the school, and Mr. Colby is just, like, talking to Lucy about how good her paper was, and he was touched by the story of Vula leaving, which is the first time we're told as the watchers that Vula's not in the show anymore, we find out. I don't even know who she is. She... Couldn't even imagine her. It's like a a thin... She may have been Greek. Oh, Vula? She had big glasses. She's in... She's in high, but maybe her name's not Vula. No. I don't think she is. There's some like Greek, or some. Yeah, that's some, a different girl, I think. I'm. She, I, you know what? The thing with Blue is, it's very. Her unclear. brother's really overprotective. Right. Yeah, that's a different. What's that's that a different name? one. I'm. Uh, I can't remember who that is either. But all that's right, a different six, character right. for sure. Vula. Uh, Vula was 
shoplifting with Lucy when she got caught. She was friends with Stephanie K. Lucy's having a rough year. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Lucy, I mean... And her parents are never around. But I was still watching that, and I was like, money for pizza? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I wish it... <laughs> <laughs> My mom was around all the time. I never got pizza. Uh, but even from right there, though, LD, like, has concerns about Mr. Colby touching her so much. She's like, hmm, she's really yeah. into you already. And she's like, you're just jealous. Another thing I noticed, too, was a really extended shot of them walking across the lawn of the school, and there was, like, two kids... Kind of chasing each other on a bike. Yeah, there's a couple long shots. <laughs> unnecessarily <laughs> long shots. Is there a rule now in Ontario where like teachers can't be alone with students anymore? Because I feel like oh. things have really cracked down since the 80s too. You know? I don't know. but I, I thought mean, I heard that. I, I'm I, sort of fact-checking as I said it out mm-hmm. loud. Is that a thing? Do you know, Nick? I would believe it. I don't. I have no idea. Mm. I didn't go to school here. Ever, so. <laughs> yeah, you have the least familiarity with the Ontario yeah. school system oh is it a thing in the east coast no i've never heard of that okay all right and when they when ld and lucy get to her house uh they hear uh, some messages on the answering machine lucy's parents say they're gonna be late and she has a lawyer meeting on saturday that's when she said she was supposed to be meeting vula on the weekend next message on the answering machine is vula canceling the plans for the weekend mm-hmm. and she said it's because her parents it's the same thing that she said after they were shot she got shop caught when she got caught shoplifting mm. is that a tongue twister Does, so did they just bad eject her character very abruptly in the show like, i guess so i don't know what happened maybe maybe she just wanted to be a kid and go to school or maybe they just had to write certain kinds of stories you know mm-hmm. yeah who knows maybe like her parents moved yeah, it could have been anything. You can only like get that. it on the phone, and they're just like, "Oh, we'll just do some." These are like work. not act career actors; they're real people. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just listen to that. Lucy's kind of upset, so she starts the makeover session. She's like, "Come on, let's do this makeover." <laughs> Is that how it happens? <laughs> kind funny. of like she just like kind of pulls her hand and leads her into the next room, and then the next shot is like a close up on one of LD's eyes, just she being like, like a "Drag queen." Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> gaudy. <laughs> It's even a little gauche. heavy. <laughs> yeah. But that was a point, right? Did you say like Bowie? Gaudy. Oh, Gaudy. Gaudy. <laughs> just blue eyeshadow and, and dark, dark <laughs> lipstick. It was, it she was... goes, I look so different. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't too excited about yeah. it, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Uh, and LD kind of has like a like a little bit of a heart to heart too, like asking her about her parents never being there, and she says, "Don't you feel lonely when you're just alone like this?" And oh she, yeah, she's she's like, "I never feel alone. I'm independent." Exactly. <laughs> or, uh, Which is yeah. a great line. But I mean, at the same time, she's like shoplifting and like doing all these things, throwing parties. Yeah, but she's always throwing parties. You like. don't feel like that though, because like Lucy's such a likable character that mm-hmm. she just seems like a nice girl. But maybe she's supposed to be sort of like the rich, uh, rebellious one. But yeah, she's rebelling against. Especially fascism. in this episode, when stuff happens, you're like, "Oh man, her parents—they're not home." It's just, she's just like, "It's so sad." Yeah, it is a bummer. You feel bad, really bad for her in this episode, especially when yeah. you know she needs her parents most. They're yeah, not, maybe she's rebelling because her parents aren't home. You know. Also, LD is just kind of complaining about how all the boys never notice her because they just want to notice her for baseball. And Lucy's like, oh, now all the boys are going to notice her. But she's like, oh, but I don't want my dad to see this because her dad's, I guess, pretty overprotective. Mm. She's his only daughter. But she's raising he's raising a 
like big tomboy though <laughs> like yeah well and, it's probably why right no no female mm. uh, influence yeah but he also kind of like scolds her for wanting to work in the garage like in the episode where <laughs> yeah he gets he gets sick he's like girls shouldn't be working in the garage so okay just, so he's just like a bad dad it's just such weird mixed messages i mean in the end of that episode it was a pretty nice moment oh, between okay. them but it's just very unclear now and you're just seeing it both ways that it's like oh, okay so when LD leaves Lucy's as well, Lucy gives her a scarf, which is exactly what she did with Vula in their friendship. Really? Yeah, she gave Vula oh. a scarf. Symbolism. Yeah, the same thing. We're seeing this, like, that's, I was like, oh, it's like the exact same thing. When Vula was leaving to go home, leaving Lucy alone, she, like, gave her friend a scarf because I think her parents always buy her gifts. Yeah, so she has a she lot of scarves. She, yeah, she's talking about the makeup she got in New York and, mm-hmm. and her dad got the... Later in the episode, the silk scarf from Thailand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe she's just show. got a gigantic pile of like, <laughs> scars from all over the world. She's got just her, an, there's her room and then another room. The just scarf for room. possessions from her parents. Yeah. yeah. When LD's in the streets as well, she like passes by a van and has like a big side view mirror, and she just like looks at herself and she just like no and just like takes <laughs> off takes the hair down yeah so fast like lucy all lucy would have to do is look out the window and she could just see her doing it, it was like <laughs> yeah. right in front of her house <laughs> but she yeah so she doesn't she doesn't even want to try to go home that way yeah. I, i'm unclear about makeups if someone does that for you on monday night on tuesday the next day of school would you keep the makeup on till then when you take it no, off you probably night? shower in the morning right yeah so yeah, i, just, I mean like i guess it was coming off, off anyway that's just weird because like she's not going to be able to do it again it's just weird that it's like oh this is for the next <laughs> this yeah. is for your walk home pretty yeah. much and she can't even go through it then so then it's the next day in class and mr colby is leading a discussion on corporal punishment in the classroom a debate i would say on corporal punishment mm. There's some dissenting opinions. You also noticed, Nick, you commented on Mr. Colby's sweaters. Yeah, he's got uh, a variety of just—I'd say creepy sweaters. <laughs> I, I'm not Lots sure. Lots of patterns. Yeah, they creep me out, but I'm not sure if I know what he's capable of or the man he is. I actually saw a documentary about pedophiles called—I um, think it's called Chicken Heads. Hmm. And they all had those kind of sweaters on. It was like they really nailed the uh, the pedophile attire in this show. Mm. Especially the last sweater, that, that canary yellow sort of vibe. <laughs> That's just... Such a bright color. Yeah. Such a lie. Yeah. Dark man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's putting on... The, yeah, just the darkest people always have that normal sort of vibe to them. You know what I mean? It's too normal. Like, those sweaters are too normal. That's why it's creepy, you know? It's like in stand-up comedy when when, a, someone, when someone's, like, absolutely, like, crazy clean. Those are the people who end up, like, the, yeah. the shit happening to. The people who say the craziest things don't tend to be the craziest. Uh, oh, totally. Well, they like, have less to hide. Mm-hmm. So they're, the person who's, scream, who's screaming about that stuff probably isn't actually doing it, but the person who's hiding the kind of, like, side of themselves. Secrets are what make you sick. Mm. But there's also lots of work for, like, clean comics, too, so. <laughs> it could yeah, be a financial decision. And some people are boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Um, so what, basically, though, this whole this whole debate when it's happening, Mr. Colby calls on Lucy, and I can't really remember the point she makes, but just as she's talking, he kind of like sits over her, and this was that really creepy shot where you see his perspective of him oh, looking yeah. down Lucy's shirt into her non-existent cleavage. <laughs> Yeah, she's not developed yet. That that was when it got real for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was a long shot, and LD was the only one that saw it. Yeah. Lucy didn't even see I, it. I, and I, he was just perched above her on top of the desk, yeah. and she's sitting just below him. And what a brilliant way like, to distract all your... It had the dark music. It was like... Your, yeah, your drone. <laughs> the synth drone. And LD's like, no. <laughs> but what a perfect way to distract all your students to like sneak a peek than a than a raging debate on capital punishment. <laughs> He's like Hannibal Lecter, you know. That's that's so. Sadist. I feel bad to say that's so funny to, to go to the place where you're like, what was, he planned this discussion today yeah. so that they would be so distracted and worked up he could see down her shirt. Yeah, which is no laughing matter. No, no. not at all. <laughs> And just as LD sees this, the bell rings and the class like comes to an end. Everyone gets up. And one thing I noticed is that uh, Steph was just yelling at Alexa for, for her clothes. Just being like, thief, thief. Just like yelling at her. I thought that was really She's such fun. an unlikable character, but I think that's how they wanted to write her. Yeah. She always loses. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's always embarrassed. It doesn't work out for Steph. Yeah. <laughs> and the zits are just talking. Cause they're kind of pissed that to wheels... Uh, won't be able to be in the band. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, actually. The Zits were talking about how, because they see Lucy staying after class with Mr. Colby talking, and they're just kind of like, it's kind of weird how he's always spending time with her. So it kind of plants the seed early that Wheels notices that there's this thing going on. He already thinks it's weird, and they're just kind of like talking. The hand was on the shoulder in the in the creepy way. Yeah. Yeah, because that's definitely not good. Like, no one should be able to just touch you. And, you know, so if it's a prolonged touch, especially from person of authority, you know, you're sort of like, oh, that's not something you see often. That's not right. Yeah. It's some heavy stuff. It is. <laughs> uh, the next thing is just outside of the school. And this is where Mr. Colby is. He's really, like, laying it on thick to Lucy as they're, like, walking out. LD's kind of waiting for her to come. Uh, outside and she's just like you're very special feel free to talk to me about anything like this is i felt it got really creepy at this point mm-hmm. when mr mr colby's talking to her but lucy doesn't see it no she doesn't at all and as as soon as uh, he walks away lucy's like you know what i really like him and that's when ld has to tell her that she saw him looking right down her shirt and lucy like totally doesn't believe it no, she's like she. She actually says, "Why are you making up this lie?" Yeah, that's they get in a fight. Pretty yeah, straightforward. She would rather believe that it's a lie than accept it as there's truth. Some, yeah, LD there's was some just very impressive mental gymnastics going on. <laughs> well, that's where it gets it gets kind of weird because then Lucy accuses LD just of being jealous. She's like, "You're too chicken to talk to bo- to boys. You're too chicken to wear makeup to school." And then that's when LD freaks out and she's like, yeah, well, at least I don't shoplift. Yeah. Un- Did LD say that? I don't remember. That's a dig. Yeah, yeah. that's where she went she's, after she's, that. She just she's, lost Eula, you know? Uh, Lucy just lost Vula. Yeah, and, Vula. And she's like, just be- yeah, LD was being like, she was, 
I don't because she was looking out for Lucy and Mr. She could see Mr. Colby, so she just wanted to help her. Yeah. Well, she no. Okay, LD was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to be a friend, but it's sort of a you don't know how to handle that kind of thing because you don't really know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so Lucy's just like, no, I'm doing well in school. I feel good. He's just supportive of me, and he believes in me, and you know. So she just thinks he's being a really great teacher. It's just like one of the teachers that you really dig, but LD obviously and the audience sees that it's quite something yeah. else. Yeah. She uh, she's very intuitive. Yeah, and I think just that's why it was really harsh for LD to throw that shoplifting line at her too when she's also like this well, teacher's you yeah, know it's just a lot. She's been backed into a corner. She <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. and so they have that fight. Lucy goes home, and when she gets home, her mom isn't there again, and that's where she leaves the message. Oh, I left you ten dollars for pizza. Which I would be able be like fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it wouldn't take me much to like not to not miss my family, <laughs> but it's it's played a little sadder. Than it, would be. Yeah. it was the Nick Martin, but it was scene. like it was that dinky rinky dink like da 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 da. Oh pizza, yeah, <laughs> sweet. That's, that's the Nick Martinello pizza scene, which is amazing. Uh, then it's the Lucy just kind of wallows in that sadness for a bit and then the next shot is the next day at school and we see wheels walking up and this is when he has the glasses on for the yeah, first for the time first time beginning His of history. signature glasses yeah. <laughs> people are just like saying hi to me oh i think the twins are like the glasses look good and the twins do have like i think they both are into wheels at one point or another in the show yeah mm-hmm. if i remember correctly yeah in in high they make out on mm. uh, one of the twins balconies at their party oh so, so like one but he's them, not into her so he uh, like doesn't call her <laughs> uh, yeah i think it's heather probably in that because it's Erica's, the one that didn't get pregnant but her sister uh, just had got the abortion i am the worst with this with heather and erica heather is heather is the one who gets pregnant i think and erica feels wrong i'm not going to make a decision now and be wrong because i'm always wrong about it and get them mixed up um and then when wheels makes his way inside the school and sees joey and snake for the first time he's just like they're kind of awkward with him yeah they are kind of awkward he's just kind of like well guys what do you think of the new glasses (laughs) and they're like uh yeah wheels for sure or uh snake for sure wasn't into them he's like like he seemed like i don't even (laughs) want to hang out with this guy anymore no they (laughs) totally and then they start talking about him behind his back when he's like five feet away too They're like, yeah, you can't be a rock star with glasses. <laughs> he's like, hey, what about John Lennon? <laughs> and then Joey's like, who's that? Yeah. The 60s. He's from the 60s. Never mind. It's a long time ago. I found that so funny because like, I definitely knew who the who the Beatles were when I was in like grade 7 or 8. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I don't think. I wasn't that into the Beatles, but I knew who they were. I knew who John Lennon was. I played guitar. Would that be like uncool in the 80s though? Like were, ever, the, were the Beatles? I guess because well, John Lennon was dead at that point. There's like punk and new wave yeah. and all these like new kind. Like I don't think classic rock was exactly cool, even if if the yeah. music was. Well, if they what they knew of the Beatles would have been Wings. They yeah. would have been making music, so that wouldn't have seemed too cool. And there's no internet, you know there's what no I mean? Internet. It's just, it's MTV. That's what people would be watching, the, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so I, I guess it makes sense. It just seemed a li- it just seems a little funny today, where it seems like everyone kind of knows who John Lennon is, at least yeah. appreciates him somewhat. Although, like a lot of people I knew growing up, their parents like really raised them on the Beatles. Like they would have Beatles records playing a lot. See, I didn't like the Beatles growing up because my mom loved the Beatles, and I was trying to be like my own person. <laughs> the next scene, after Joey uh, shits all over the 
<laughs> the legacy of John yeah. Lennon. Uh, it goes to Alexa coming up to staff and being like, here's your clothes back. My mom found them and said I'm grounded for two weeks. So she gives oh, back all the clothes. And she's so stoked because she has, has the, pa- like the, the <laughs> magic bag of clothes again. <laughs> the magic bag of clothes is back. This is- so did they get like an older sister to go buy these clothes? Is that why it's so No, there's no age coveted? limit on clothes purchasing. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so they, they could go like stuff. It was just because that's why they the twins asked her early in the episode, why don't you just go buy new clothes? She's like, it took me forever to save up the money to buy all those clothes. Yeah, just have hers. Yeah, yeah. They're not all Lucy's out there with their pile mountains of scarves from Thailand. <laughs> she made some decisions on the fall seasons, made some investments, and now she's in trouble because she doesn't have them anymore. But she gets them back, so she's super excited. She thinks that she'll be able to woo Simon now. Did you ever? And she does. does or she? no, Steph. No, Alexa does. Uh, well, because Alexa did, but now Steph has the clothes back, so she. Uh... Well, have you ever tried to like dress differently for a guy? Hannah, growing up in high school or anything, did you ever do that? I dated a skater. Yeah. And I started wearing like skater shoes <laughs> and like kind of skater Made wear. A few things. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's pretty. And like that'll happen too when you're kind of into someone, you start to like like the things they have. That's pretty pretty understandable yeah i think no i never went too far (laughs) into one thing i was kind of into punk but it wasn't for a girl i guess yeah i was into punk too but there's no place to buy punk clothes in Mm -hmm. in dartmouth (laughs) or like even halifax really like now kids have the coolest fucking clothes they can just go to like there's so much play like when I was growing up, there was like thrifties and they sold Rage Against the Machine and Rush t-shirts. So like everyone had these like same four bands, <laughs> like Nirvana. Yeah. Like, everyone had a South Park. Yeah, or too. South Park merch. Yeah. yeah. I remember because the Warp Tour would come by like every year. That's yeah, I and you could comp some t-shirts yeah. from some festivals when they came through. All right. Well, now we're getting to the very, uh, the very nitty gritty of this episode. This is uh, it's the it's in the class and Mr. Colby's teaching and the class ends and he asks Lucy to stay behind, and you can just tell from the music as well at this point that it's oh, the, a little darker. The right? drone, yeah, yeah, the dark minor he's like, chords. He's like, I just have to go and uh, do a few things. I'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, he's just got to go. Like, to what did he do? The like, staff the room. The staff room. And then and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was not. Induendo, come on! Yeah, the, so... the induendo of his need to go to the staff room is staff is insulting Ugh. to all of us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so then the next scene, well, he leaves. The zits are in the hallway, and they're bummed because Wheels won't be able to do the band anymore. It's just Joey and Snake, and then they start to hear some bass playing. Yeah, coming no, from there. Joey. Also, I love Joey's leather kangle facing forward that he's wearing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like a, a leather barrette, pretty much. Right? I, yeah, I love the style. The their style is great, and Hawaiian t-shirts <laughs> with vests over it. Yeah, it is yeah. quite a look. Like, but no, Joey just feels the bass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, is Joey bass? I thought Wheels is bass. Wheels is bass. No, but Joey like oh, he's like is that bass? Hold on, <laughs> that low low frequency. Could, could it be? <laughs> There's some great bass being slapped in that room. Let's go see. And they go there, and it's Simon, Simon. rocking, rocking some t- 
tight ass bass. Like, it's the new kid. Oh yeah. shit, who plays bass? Wait, I trust him now. <laughs> <laughs> and they they lay it on super thick, especially like uh, Snake. I noticed even more. He's like, oh Simon, how you? Doing? Yeah, that's one. <laughs> that's the charm I'm talking about. Like, yeah, hey buddy, hey pal. That's a really good jam you were doing. This just like Snake's so tall too. Like Joey so Jeremiah tall. looks. Five years younger than him. <laughs> yeah, Snake looks like a man. Snake looks now. at least twenty-two in this yeah. show. <laughs> in high school too, he seems like yeah. very grown up. Yeah. Uh, when uh, it cuts away from that and their their excitement, and he goes to the tutor lesson, basically wheels. Uh, just kind of walks into the room. Is like, oh hey, Miss Avery, and then it stays on the hallway. And this is like the longest shot of the episode, where it just shows the janitor. The janitor. That was great. Mopping up for I would guess. Yeah. I would guess fifteen seconds. <laughs> like, yeah, that might. There's was he was she singing? She oh, was, was she? She was kind of humming almost. <laughs> I was just I was captivated by the mop bucket. I was like, really? Yeah. That's it? It's just yeah. Where's this going? going? There's <laughs> definitely it? some like yeah avant garde sort of long shot. <laughs> like, what does the janitor mean? It really brought us into the next scene because you're kind of like watching it. Yeah, and you're like okay, over. you're you're used to just seeing a short snap of of the janitor, and then you're like. Well, Wait, why am I still watching this? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it. Like, do you think it was a decision they made in the editing? I think room? it was a show because yeah. the janitor it means school's done. Mm-hmm. Now yes. there we we're are. We figured a it out. Realm. <laughs> yeah, and people yeah. Be weird things. Now happen. it's the janitor's time. And people are leaving too. I think the halls get less. Uh, Busy and full as that, as that 15 second shot progresses. Yeah, it's all the delinquent students. Yeah, it's now. time passing. Mm-hmm. And now Lucy's alone. And when it goes back to the class with Mr. Colby, he makes like a very creepy entrance. Just kind of like. <laughs> yes, it was so creepy. Daring. He does the oh, turn and look over the shoulder. He, he, to make look, sure he, looks, no... he looks guilty already. Yeah. Like he's like fully like, is there anyone watching? Like that was his, like, fu- fully his look. Like, oh God, so gross. And then. He asks her to sit down before, like, while he's still at the door. I found oh, that uh, creepy. He's like, hello, Lucy. Sit down. Yeah. He and wants her to guide him through Mr. It's Ratchet, right? Mr. Ratchet's system. Ratchet. Mr. Ratchet's. Yeah, his system he's having trouble with understanding. Why Lucy would understand this system, I don't get. But that's the excuse. And it, like, very much is not about that at all like he's talking to her he sits behind her he sits behind her she's sitting for down the, the desk. shoulder rub yeah he's behind her and she's sitting down in front of him he gives her like it's such a weird speech she looks so scared it was actually a really good performance because she like it just kind of looked like she was innocent and then she was just scared to say anything because she didn't know what was happening yeah. yeah she's like uh she's getting steamrolled here yeah. and he kind of talks about her like the bullet points sort of he talks about her being like she's mature She's sensitive. Mature for age. Yeah. But he doesn't really say that. He just – well, yeah, he talks about her – how mature she seems for her age, I guess. Like more mature, like trying to like build her up to his level. And then he compares Vula, her friend leaving – to his divorce. Yeah, that's yeah. when it gets dark because he starts like saying like we are feeling the same thing and, and that's he was he... relating to her on an emotional level and you're like, ew, you could tell he was like really actually affected by whatever short stories she yeah. wrote. And you're like, and, and he like starts, that's when he really starts rubbing her, her shoulder. shoulder and Lucy's just like clearly uncomfortable. Because that's what they do. They, uh, in their minds, they justify it. You know what I mean? When they're like, they, they like like pedophiles. They, they some of them they don't they don't go in like hey, hey, I'm a bad 
No, they feel man. like they're creepy they're like, and they feel a connection. Yeah, they're like, she's in love with it was, me. Yeah, she, yeah. That's so the, predatory. And you could really tell that, especially because I think he was being earnest when he said that. Yeah, and that's they, the, so often people abusing power situations as well, yeah. right? Like, that's just a... But they, they, they think it's okay because they're fabricating this sort of relationship, this connection in their heads, which is... Uh, creepy. Yeah. Very, very creepy, creepy. Very, very creepy. high level creepy. So then it cuts away on the massaging and it goes to the tutor session between Wheels and Miss Avery. And everything's good. Everything's Positive good. music. Nice scene. You he's know. got his new glasses on. He's looking, you know, different. He can see the board. He's yeah. seeing the world. That's in what, a what I, that's way. what I agree. Studying, if he feels he good about it. If he hadn't got the glasses from Miss Avery. Touche, Nick. He wouldn't have been able to see the glasses saved the fucking day. I don't know if that was because he could see it. He was a witness. (laughs) Oh, but imagine he didn't have his glasses. It would have just been this blur, and he'd be like, (laughs) "Yeah, he wouldn't have seen anything." Well, that's so he has to leave the session because he realizes he forgot a book, and his name is like, "Oh, you're gonna need that book." And he goes, and he's chipper, chipper, running up the hall. You're still here after class. Everything's going good. (laughs) You know me. He was like cracking jokes. (laughs) Yeah, and so when he gets to his locker he's kind of like going for the book and then yeah he sees with his brand <laughs> his brand new 2020 vision into the classroom and sees like the very creepy rubbing happening in there also he's also talking about her scarf and how silk's the most sensual <gasps> material yeah. and she's like my dad got it for me in thailand <laughs> so that all it was getting whole... worse and worse like wheels came at the right time and it, and it kind of foreshadows the fact that there's gonna be no one home when she gets home mm-hmm. Because I, I, I hope I didn't ruin that plot line, but like that is kind of like her dad's off buying her a present because that's the only way he knows how to like get her love. Or, mm-hmm. or yeah, like, that's that's what it seems like. And see, this is the thing with wheels too. Like seeing that situation, that takes courage to like you know you're going yeah. basically toe to toe with a man, right? Like you kind of like that takes courage for him to do that. He sees what's happening. And well, Wheels he is has a tough a, kid. But he has a whole moment where he's looking at it, and he just looks at it for probably close to, you know, five to eight seconds. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of looking, and he doesn't really mm-hmm. know what to do. Yeah. And he just doesn't even know what that what he's seeing, you know? I didn't even and know And then where... he goes in. Because yeah. then he, because like he probably moves closer, and he's like, oh, no, that can't be right. And then he goes in. Knowing Degrassi, I, I, I was sitting there, and I was like, which way is this going to go? Is he going to, like, just see it and then leave, and then... <laughs> leave her on her own or is he, he gonna, gonna do be, something i knew he was gonna do something and that was smart what he said too he's like oh i Ms. gotta get my book and he gave her an an escape and even more so because he said miss avery sent me here to yeah. get a book so like yeah. not only not only is like someone oh, knows he's there yeah that oh. he's got this reason like he plays it so well and friggin mr colby so pissed that we yeah. walked in. He was like visibly angry. He's like, Wheels, what are you doing? Or whatever Wheels' Derek. real name is. Derek. <laughs> Derek, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, yeah. Whew. Yeah, it was a really suspenseful scene. And so Lucy gets up and and leaves like right then She's like, i gotta go and then wheels has this like really awkward like it's uh, over here by the window but wheels does not break <laughs> eye contact he kind of looks at him the whole time like fuck you i know yeah. what you did and the teacher is just standing there did you not see the wheels look like as oh, he was yeah. leaving yeah. he was kind of like nah nah you a bad man <laughs> it's good it's good it's a good scene and when wheels leaves too he like yells after lucy but i guess she yeah she she yeah she ran out of there that seemed really yeah that seemed weird how they didn't 
say anything to each other after. They do the next day yeah. at school. And, well, yeah, he obviously can't catch her. She was probably her. so I scared. Guess, yeah, she ran. True. Yeah. So because it's the next day at school and uh, or not, so the next it's the next day. The next scene at Lucy's house, she gets home and again, no one's home. Yeah. So sad. And they like she hears the uh, the She's... answering machine message where her mom's like complimenting her on getting such good marks lately. Yeah. Honestly, that scene was so sad because, you know, you just realize she. Th- like you really felt bad for because she really needed someone to talk to this horrific thing had just happened you know mm-hmm. and she didn't have anyone it was so sad it's just like about her talk like ask when ld asked her if she's lonely she's like no i'm independent it's like yeah. you're not quite as independent as you think yeah. you are you're no. still just a 14 year old kid and that, yeah yeah and and i wanted someone to be there for her like i was mad at the show that lucy was alone i was kind of like fuck like that's dark. And then that's when the knock on the door hits. And, like, you wonder. You, like, we've got, like, right off the top of my head. I thought it have, could be the police. It could be, the could police. be Mr. Colby. It could be Mr. Colby. It could be oh, Wheels. Yeah. Like, it could be Vula even. Like, come back. <laughs> <laughs> like, Vula's back. That would have been a perfect ending. <laughs> what happened? We're going to get him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We need to go shop with some supplies. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's... Another person, it could be LD, and it is. Yeah. LD comes to apologize, and to, or she comes to bring back the scarf that Lucy had given her. And the scarfs, <laughs> a, big, a big symbolism in this Handing uh, it back, episode. yeah. She gets it back. Showing her love, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. So she would see it that way, yeah. she's getting it she back. She wanted to let her know, you're not alone. Here's the scarf, I love you. And that's exactly the perfect timing, because Lucy needed someone there who's for her. She got a new she got a new Vula in her life and LD, you know, just like hugs back. She doesn't know what's happening. She's just there for her. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> But then she goes, Lucy, what's wrong? And then Lucy just starts crying. And LD hugs her. Mm-hmm. That's the end. Like, I wonder though, did Lucy tell LD? We don't know. We I don't gotta know if... think she did. But yeah. then but then well, uh, I don't know. You don't know, really. But no, you don't. You don't know. I assume that classic oh, yeah. Degrassi fashion. They don't because there leave is there that any, scene out. There's no official firing of Colby. It doesn't really get wrapped up. He could be in the next episode for all we know. He totally could. I mean, well, Wheels says he'll, but yeah. they don't do anything. It just ends. Yeah, just that, that's what I love about the show. Those moments where you're just like, okay, I guess I just uh, determine my own outcome for that next uh, heartbreaking yeah. conversation. Yeah, it just leads you right to it. Well, that's yeah. That was television. Like where we have Netflix and on demand and everything. You had to wait an entire week hmm. to find out. And if you missed an episode, you didn't even get to know. Mm-hmm. There's no way to find out. Which is <laughs> a better way to watch TV. Yeah. I I probably like tune out of watching shows just because I'm sick of binge watching. I'm like, well, oh, it, too much, too, now, too fast. Now Netflix, like when they have original series or whatever, they'll release the entire thing yeah. in one go or like any series. So it's like. You sit down and you watch nine episodes, and it, it, it loses the, the, the suspense. Su- yeah, the element of suspense that you used to have from yeah episodic or from serial patience. television. Sometimes you can enjoy a show more. Like sometimes when okay, so if you're watching a season of a show that's like not that good, well they write you're waiting they, a week for those episodes. You're like, oh, I wonder if it's gonna be good this week. It's not good. If they you write shows wait, differently now, yeah, though. Exactly. They don't. They don't have to rely on cliffhangers anymore. And so you can just keep the story moving, like episodic. Yeah, it's like there had to be a big hook at the end of every 
episode to get you back for more. That's why people love this show so much. Mm-hmm. So it's the next day at school, and it's just Joey and Snake, and they tell Wheels that uh, Simon will be replacing him, and he's just like, oh, well, what are we going to do when I'm done tutoring? He's like, oh, let's have two bass players. Yeah, we'll be the first band with two bass players, which so is come- like, which would not, that would be a disaster. Like, <laughs> that would just, there'd be this just wall of low frequencies <laughs> that just would, yeah. Yeah, like even in the 80s, I don't know if that would fly. Name one band with like two bass there players. There is no band no, with two bass it, players. It cannot happen. Because you can't hear the bass over top of the other instruments. No, it, no, it would just be like two bass, it would be like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I just can't think, I don't know, like you're going to have one like slapping bass player and Maybe one... if you had one slapping and then the other like just plucking it and something like that, but it would Maybe be the pointless. band, did the band have two bass players? I, Who this, I don't this think it? so. No, the band, the band. Oh, the band. The band, the band. Oh, the band, the band. Uh, I don't know the band well enough. But I just was thinking because of the title Brown of had it. Two brothers, two drummers. Yeah. You can maybe do two drummers. <laughs> you can do but, two drummers, sure. But two bass, no. Yeah, Remedy shut it down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't think it was a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I don't know what happens. Simon must quit for some reason. Maybe it's for modeling or something. He's like, I got too much modeling work. Because that's his thing, too. He's been in commercials and does modeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why the girls are kind of into him, too. They've, they they had seen him there before, when he on the first day of school. They're like, oh, isn't he from that commercial? They recognized him. Uh, so the next scene is inside in the hallway. And Steph, this is where she's back in her clothes. Like her, her clothes that she got back from Alexa, and she's like ready to show Simon, and like he's gonna like me now. And the girls are like, yeah, how's he gonna resist? And then her and the twins are kind of against the wall as he walks by, and that was the scene where he's just like, hey, twins, <laughs> walks right past her, right yeah. past him. <laughs> clearly, clearly not one of the twins. All fun scenes, you know, because it's like he's it's the fun music, and she's like, and like you know, kind of like primping herself and then he walks by holding Alexa's hand it's such a burn like I mean I have those moments in my life as an adult you know you're like oh you know you can get yeah everyone has those stuff I think sometimes at comedy shows even too you're just like oh hey oh they didn't hear me yeah (laughs) awkward there's off my radar uh and then though right after these two fun scenes it gets you know to the kind of a confrontation scene between Lucy and Mr. Colby he 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 apologizes to her. Yeah. But then like says not weird. that anything happened though. And then tries to pick her up again. Yeah. I think it's, he's apologizing for wheels interrupting them. I think he something. was saying, don't say anything to anyone. Yeah. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, nothing bad happened. So there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. That's exactly, he's trying to cover himself up, but then he does, I would say still is at least feeling out if there's still a possibility to get her alone again. Yeah. Because he says to her, um, do you want to, I'm still having problems with uh, Mr. Radish's system. Could you help me today after school? And she's just like, yeah, not in a million years. And just, yeah. you know, lays Which into Which is a him. great last line. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The way he says that, though, I think that he still thinks that she's like into him still at that point. Even oh, though she what? Ran away. In his mind, because he's like, he's, he's. I think he's worried that he's going to get caught. Yeah, but he still proceeds to hit on her. Yeah, that's the only part that didn't make sense. It's like he actually, yeah, he still thinks that. Because he did get caught by wheels. Yeah. It's crazy to me that he thinks that he could do that again. Like they show 
He has like no remorse or like he's That's not TV he's, though. He's eh? like a sociopath <laughs> or something. He's total so they're playing for a sociopath. He's a big pedo. For sure. Yeah. And then uh, as Lucy like storms off, I guess Wheels kind of sees her and he like walks over to her and he's like, "Hey, um are you okay?" She's like, I guess. <laughs> I can't remember if it was exactly the phrasing, but he goes on to say that he would, you know, that he witnessed everything and he would he would be happy to, like, stand up and for her if she's any help. mood changes. She, yeah, she brightens she, up she, and she's like, smile. you do that for me? Yeah. Which is, which is, like, really kind of, like, shows, this is such a heavy point, and it just kind of shows the importance of when this kind of, something can happen and someone takes... Uh, advantage of their power sexually you kind of need other people to support you yeah it's a sad state of affairs that you know like someone can't stand alone with their voice mm-hmm. but it's important to have people to back you up that's such a complicated yeah. issue here i like, it, up I like it as an episode too uh-huh. you know because it sort of t- shows you what what it looks like unapologetically and then you know it's it's also a warning to people yeah. that age to the, be like hey this is right. yeah this is yeah they don't go into like you know, it's not preachy. It's details like, about what will happen if you, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, if a teacher starts touching your arm and saying creepy shit, that's not appropriate. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't know that, like when they're at that, yeah. that age. And a lot of the story focused on the other students' reactions too. Like LD was noticing it, and Wheels was kind of noticing. So it's like, hey, the end. yeah, if you notice the yeah. stuff, you have to step in, and especially yeah. how Wheels or well, LD went to support her. And, or supported her but like wheels was like hey he stepped right into that room and like you know mm-hmm. stopped it from happening it was brave it was very brave very brave but I, I actually have the feeling that most people his age wouldn't have done anything i think so too i think that yeah. that's a really tough situation i think some boys his age wouldn't smart, even though. have never known he's street smart you, you sometimes i mean like even just being a young woman like when i think back on certain stories I really do think that not that I was taken advantage, nothing honestly, nothing like totally untoward ever happened to me. But you just when you're younger, you kind of are in certain circumstances. I look back on it and be like, I really shouldn't have done that. Mm. That wasn't a good situation at all. It's harder to recognize those bad. Yeah, but then when you think right? back on it, you're like, oh, actually, that wasn't cool. I can remember like doing a drug deal when I was younger, where like we were going to Montreal and like we really needed weed, so I ended up asking this like very sketchy homeless guy who I then like went on a cab ride with and went to another really sketchy house to get weed at like that kind of thing where I'm like that was a lot of bad decisions in a row where things could have gone really bad yeah you just like thinking back at the time I guess I was kind of not knowing it wasn't the best thing to be doing but you know you kind of play those odds like now looking back I'm like why would I ever have done that like mm-hmm. that's stupid yeah but you don't know. You're young. When you're a teenager, I, you're not even a you're not an adult. Yeah. I remember you know? now the, the, when I did a newspaper route when I was like 12. There's this really creepy guy that was like in charge of all the paper boys, and his name was Mr. McFarlane. And like, well, I was always late on my route, and he picked me up to like drive me around all the houses. And at one point, he put his hand on his knee and was like, "You, you gotta clean up your act." And he smelled like booze. Yeah. And then I was like, this is weird. I got out of there. But like that guy was yeah. definitely doing some cr- fucking weird shit. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. Because you're not oblivious. You're still like smart yeah. and shit. You're I was like, like this guy is 14. Up. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is creepy. Yeah. You feel weird. Yeah. 
the freeze frame actually i can't remember the freeze frame it was, was on lucy's, lucy's face right yeah, yeah lucy's yeah. it ended on a wheels, good note wheels stood up so that's always important i think the freeze frames are always usually pretty great endings this is a good one you kind of yeah you kind of needed that so that yeah. was that was that episode that, that was a great <laughs> episode i'm glad that we saw that one uh, i feel like that's got to be one of the best ones <laughs> it's something that episode uh that was it was really good like i said to you guys before i hadn't watched it to rewatch it before i had you guys come in so it was fun to watch it through with you guys uh it was great let me ask you hannah what was your favorite episode of all of degrassi mm, my favorite episode my favorite the, the one i would always think about um was it was in degrassi junior high and steph um was kind of dressing trashy already uh-huh. and she was sort of playing up the popular girl thing and then uh wheels sort of has a crush on her and they kind of start you know dating that's right and then wheels goes to a pharmacy to buy birth control or prophylactics or yeah. something <laughs> Prophylactic. <laughs> and then he goes to pick stephanie up for her date at her house and the pharmacist was steph's mom that's right yeah <laughs> that's a really good one i always think about that one because he was like oh uh. <laughs> he just think- left like that, was, that was episode six or seven with the uh, i think episode seven with jen Zicato. she was on that one yeah, yeah oh that's that a, a great episode one. yeah it's a great one to watch it was really funny i wish was so, i was so pissed when i was watching wheels the walk i was like why would you go up to the house with like i would just wait i wouldn't go right up if i saw another guy because like the mom's date is waiting there like i wouldn't have gone up at that point like now i gotta meet another date like i don't know yeah it was just me being awkward but i just always like don't do it wheels yeah yeah what I can't remember if I asked you this the last time you were on. I think we did. We what talked was about your the second epi- favorite episode then. Pro- <laughs> most of my, I would like the really heavy ones. Like I said, it was the episode where Snake found the dead guy in the bathroom. Oh shit! That was so crazy. Oh, but I also like the episode where that guy did acid and jumped off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it was many so good ridiculous. Ones. <laughs> That's a pretty great one. Yeah. That one. Oh, what's his name? With Luke. Is the yeah, friend. yeah. Yeah. He's oh, this is cool. such a good show. Like, good storylines. <laughs> like, they just totally went there. They really did. Oh, it was the not bully PG gets at AIDS. all. I saw, what's that character's name again? Dwayne. Dwayne, I saw him in a shot in yeah. this episode, too. Yeah, he's, it, which I didn't remember. He doesn't I thought know, he was in he's the just, high. His life's a, he's just a ticking time bomb. He's ready. He's not, he, <laughs> he doesn't have long in this earth. He's got a few more years left. Literally. <laughs> Well, we don't know how he makes it out. Maybe, uh, maybe he got on the right meds early. That's true. And he, well, maybe happened? he never progressed. But, but, no, this is the, everyone. Was it yeah, that he, he got so fried from acid he was never the same? Shane, yeah. And he jumped off a bridge, and so he has brain no, damage? different characters. So oh. She, uh, uh, wait. Shane. I thought it was Shane and Spike's Yeah, Shane daddy. jumped off the bridge when he was high on acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That was, and then did he have brain damage? Because he comes back later and he's something's he's wrong. He's never with him. the same. Yeah. He was always. So uh, was that brain damage? Do you think? It wasn't really addressed. It was like, like yeah. he's fucked up now. He doesn't go to school anymore. He seemed more <laughs> like a special school. Like, a, like someone who was very mentally challenged. It was like more like what he seems like. Yeah. Because it was it was the brain it was the damage to his head. It wasn't like badass. Oh, it was okay. like the like I knew a guy. Yeah. Twins. One guy got in a ski accident and hit his head. And then just became like so stupid. And the last time I saw him, he was just smashing light bulbs at a party, oh. <laughs> like just going from room to room. And just like, yeah, it, I, he actually just never was the same. That's terrifying. Wow. Since that's like Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Did he get in a car? car? Like, well, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I I don't know if that's what Tracy Morgan's like, but they say that he's still pretty 
damaged from the car accident he was in in like June. Brain yeah. damaged? Yeah, I think so. I heard. Oh God! You hear different things. I remember some that I did hear something really negative, but I also heard that it was like Chris Rock or someone who was like, "Oh yeah, I saw him. I was talking to him." And they're like, "How is he?" He's like, "Well, he's not going to be getting on stage anytime soon, but he's still, you know, recovering and working." So. Yeah. Tough to say. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Um, well, okay. <laughs> on that sad note. Well, that was this, uh, that was episode 15. I want to thank you guys for being Hannah. What's your Twitter and any, any, sh- the show you want to plug or anything? Yeah, I do, uh, a stand-up show in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, every Saturday <laughs> night. Um, Dirty Minds Theater at 292 College Street. Um, and my Twitter handle, you can enjoy my tweets at Miss Hannah Hogan. Uh, M-I-S-S or M-S? M-I-S-S. M-I-S-S. Okay. Thank you, Hannah, for being Thanks, here. Thanks, Tim. Nick, would you give your Twitter again, I guess? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Vine. I've consolidated it all under one handle. Uh, Martinello Jokes. M-A-R-T-I-N-E-L-L-O. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Every Monday night. You host Monday at eleven. Yesterday. I haven't. I've been away for the last <laughs> few weeks, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty much a complete rip off of set list. <laughs> uh, it's a live stand up comedy show where all the the sets are improvised and the audience do the suggestions. Um, it's called the game every <laughs> every Monday at eleven at the Central. So come check it out. It's lots of fun. Guys, thanks again, thanks, both Tim. of you, for being on this episode and coming back to Degrassi. All right, we'll see you next time. Nice. That was epic. <laughs> <laughs>